Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hey, Savvy Soul. So today I'm going to be talking about a powerful tool you can use to change your life. And out of all the things I'm going to be talking about on this podcast, if you had to pick one tool to take away, you only got to choose one, this would be the tool that I would pick if I was you. So I'm going to start with an example from my life and then bring you into the concept so it's more easily understood. So when I was nursing my son, James, two and a half decades ago, and I had to start running because it was the only exercise I could fit in in the morning before 6.30 when he usually woke up. And I used to just hate running. Plus, I should add, James was born in January. And I think it was around 18 below most of the time. It was a really, really cold winter in Toronto that year. And I don't like the cold, or I didn't like the cold, and I didn't like running. And so I would go out every day early in the morning, the cold would hit me, I would feel extremely sorry for myself as I was running along, wishing I was able to go to the gym like I used to do and do my aerobics and be with all the people. And here I was out alone in the cold running and I used to just hate it. And then after about three weeks of this, I thought, okay, this is, I want to stay physically fit and this is going to be part of my life for a while. And right now I'm really hating this, but what if I just lie to myself? I've heard sometimes saying things to yourself can help. And so I just started running along, lying to myself saying, oh, I love this. And this is, feels so good. And it feels good to take in that fresh air in my lungs. And wow, look at everything I can see early in the morning. And look how beautiful those trees look. And oh, I wish I could just go a little bit longer. I wish I didn't have to go home in half an hour. And basically I was just lying to myself every day. But here's the weirdest thing happened. About, I don't know, a couple weeks in, one day as I was telling myself these lies, I started to realize that I was not lying anymore. It was true. I was looking around and noticing the beauty. I was appreciating the fresh air in my lungs. I was feeling fit. I was feeling grateful. And I was wishing that my run was longer. So at that point, I hadn't learned about a lot of stuff I know about now. So my takeaway was, oh, something cool happens when I lie to myself. And here's what was really going on. 
I had this self-concept of me in that day as a poor runner. And then somewhere in my imagination, there was me as this person who's a good runner, a person who loves running. And what I was really doing is practicing the kind of thoughts that she would be thinking, the thoughts about the experience, the thoughts about wishing it wasn't over yet. And what happened was eventually I started to have emotions that would match those thoughts as if they were genuine. Why? Because I was actually becoming that person. I'd taken this future concept of myself, even though that's not what I thought I was doing, but that is what I was doing, taking this future concept of myself as this good runner and making that me right away. And I might add, I continued to run for a decade and a half. I absolutely became my favorite activity. I once ran 26 miles without even realizing that I'd gone that far. Um, I was fast and I really enjoyed it. And I only stopped running because I had an accident and wrecked my knee. But years of loving my running experience just from imagining myself being a runner who loves it. So I think part of what that illustrates is that we carry, we can carry these concepts about ourselves in the future and become that future person now. I had that good runner in me already. I just didn't know it because I hadn't practiced it. I had that capable runner in me, but I didn't know it yet because I hadn't practiced it yet. I just hadn't started thinking like that person. I was still thinking like Heather, the bad runner, the person who doesn't like it. I hadn't thought of myself as the good runner who does love it. Because of the obvious and immediately noticeable impact, visualization has become a really common thing in the athletic fields. I think all the major sports um, players use it, sports coaches use it. But I think what happens so often is the rest of us, in the rest of our lives, we kind of forget about visualization, which is really just imagining our future selves. We forget about that as a tool that we can use. So I have a proposition for you, a truth that I believe to be true for you to consider. And what I think is we can think pretty much any future for ourselves into existence. I want to tell you another even more dramatic story. I'm a certified life coach with the Life Coach School, which is a US-based group of a few thousand coaches. And the head of my school is a woman called Brooke Castillo. And she was talking about this concept as it applied to her life. And one day she, she said to herself, well, if I really, really could bring any kind of future self into existence, why don't I imagine that I make $100 million? At that point, she was making a few hundred thousand dollars, which at that time for Life Coach was un, unheard of. And she imagined herself making a hundred million dollars. And she started applying this 
this technique of just imagining she was that person now and how you know what how would that person think what would what choices would she make what decisions would she make what emotions would she feel how would she behave how would she show up and uh she started to do that she gave herself i think a 10 year time frame and she's a few years in and i think last year her business made somewhere between 30 and 40 million i don't know the exact numbers yet but the point is she just started to imagine herself as this totally different person that she wanted to create for a whole bunch of different reasons it wasn't just money she has concepts about um, creating examples for women of what you can do and that really fed her and um her future visualization her imagination of herself in the future being like this really has taken her a long way there on her journey and none of us uh, have any doubt that she's going to make it i have a similar story a little bit less dramatic i may have already referred to it um, a little bit in one of the earlier podcasts but i'm going to tell it again in a different way to bring it into this concept of future visualization thinking your future into existence so i was an international tax lawyer and i'd had my visions of creating amazing paintings even though i wasn't didn't fancy myself as artistic didn't fancy myself as creative and hadn't painted since i was 11. so before i actually started painting or doing any of that i discovered this spot where i would go down by the Toronto lakeshore and I would meditate. And eventually I started to really concentrate on imagining myself as an artist. I just, I got this really clear picture of myself 10 years later, paintings around me, living in a beautiful house, having people sit sit around me in a circle and talk about creativity and talk about what's possible in your life and i just i had this clear clear image that i started to build in my in my mind of what heather would be like 10 years from now what my future would be like there was zero correspondence between this imagination and where i was at that time i was still working in a office tower downtown was going in every day i was creating tax plans i was running projects and i still wasn't painting but i became this artist in my mind and that picture of myself really played a big role in pushing me forward pushing me forward to take all the actions that an artist would take because i started to think about it so much it was like it was real which brings to me brings me to why does this work how does this work in our brains what happens in our brains to make visualization something more than just pure magic i do think there's a little bit of magic in it but there's also a lot of science in it so i'm going to tell you about an experiment 
that was done by some scientists. And it was about playing the piano. And they took three groups. They took a, one group of volunteers and they got them to play a simple sequence of piano notes for five days. And then they took a second group of people and they got those people to imagine only, not to do it, but to imagine only that they were playing a simple sequence of these same piano notes for five days. And then they got a third group, just a control group who wasn't asked to play the piano or imagine it. And then they did, they did brain scans every day. And what they found was that nothing happened to the brains of the control group. And there were changes to the brains of the people that played, actually played the simple sequence of notes. And then there were also changes to the brains of the people that only imagined they were playing those notes. And the changes were identical. It's quite astonishing. So I'm going to just put a link to that study in the show notes because it's just kind of a cool thing to take in and look at and really bolster your belief in the propositions I'm making today. So what happens is when we're imagining something about our future, where our brains can't distinguish between the imaginary and the real. So as we imagine it more and more, to our brains, it is becoming very real. And we start thinking and feeling and acting like that person. And we start to navigate through our lives the way she would because our brains are being rewired. And so we're going to react to what's around us differently. Now we're going to start making the same kind of decisions she would make. And what happens is we start to become that person now, just like the professional athlete who's imagining herself cross the finish line at a record speed. She's imagined it so many times that to her brain, she's a person who has that capacity to do that. So that's why visualization is such a powerful tool. Now, some of you might be thinking to yourself, um, the same thing some of my clients initially think. And that's, well, Heather, you know, that's very well and fine for you and you're artistic and you obviously think visually, but you know, I'm kinesthetic and I think differently. I don't really have pictures in my mind. And what I want to say is, however you imagine the future is fine, but I just want you to know that you do imagine the future. And I can prove this to you. So if, unless you've never worried about anything in your life, you have imagined the future. Because think about it. What is happening when you're worried about something? You are imagining some catastrophic event happening to you. 
and you start to either picture it or feel what that experience would be like. You can feel it in your body or you can see it in your mind's eye. And your brain starts to be so convinced that you're actually experiencing that thing that you start feeling anxious. Your heart starts to beat faster. You know, your breathing gets more shallow. You're creating that fear experience ahead of time purely just from your imagination. So when I'm talking about visualization, we can kind of generalize that to mean just however imagination works for you, it's that imagining yourself doing something in the future and you can all do that. That's what human brains are made to do. We're made to be able to predict outcomes and imagine what might happen and imagine bad things that might happen. And what we can do is take that wonderful human skill, that ability in your brain and use it to visualize your future and use it to your advantage. So the bigger and bolder your visualization of the future is, the strong stronger the impact can be on your life. So like every week, I'm going to give you one relatively easy step you can try to kind of put the ideas I put forward today into practice in your life. So here's what I'd like you to do this week. I'd like you to take your cell phone and take whatever voice recorder system you have on your cell phone and I want you to sit down, put your feet on the floor, breathe slowly until you feel really relaxed. And now I want you to imagine yourself in 10 years or pick a different time frame if you want something a little closer, five years or two years. Imagine yourself and you're living in a world it's not a holiday, it's just an ordinary day in your life, but you're living in a world where you could do anything you want. There's no financial limits, there's no skill set limits, you can do anything that you want. And I want you to imagine that that's what you're doing. You're living your ideal day. And I want you to go through your day slowly. I want you to imagine yourself, you're waking up, you're looking around, ask yourself, what does the room look like? What can I smell? How do the blankets in my bed feel? What can I notice in my room? What time is it? How do I feel? What emotions am I feeling? What do I notice? What am I thinking? And then go through your whole day like that. Go from room to room. As you get up, you get dressed, you have your breakfast, or you don't have your breakfast, whatever it is that you would do on your ideal day. Imagine who you're with, what you're talking about, what you're saying. Use all of your five senses as you go through the day and particularly concentrate on how you're feeling and what you're thinking. 
And when you're finished, stop the voice record. And then what I want you to do is keep listening back to this, keep practicing this visualization later. When you listen to it, notice what things came up for you. How were you thinking maybe differently than you're thinking now? What were you feeling? What were you um, hearing? What kind of future were you imagining? And know that that is a guide for what you could be creating in your own life. If you keep imagining this, you keep going back to this visualization or this imagination and adopting those thoughts and adopting those feelings that you imagine yourself in the future feeling, that will start to become the way you think and feel now. You'll start to show up the way that future person you imagined would show up. And you become the person who can actually create that future. You start to rewire your brain today to become your future self now. So I hope you have fun with that exercise. It is something I have used over and over again in my life. It always works. It's worked for clients in many different ways to create all kinds of amazing things. And um, just enjoy it. Just have fun with it. And if you did enjoy this podcast today, I would so appreciate it if you would tell your friends about it and uh, make sure you've subscribed for it. And just let's get the word out there so that more people can hear these things and learn from the podcast. And I want you to have an amazing week. I want you to imagine all kinds of amazing things for yourself. Remember in the future visualization exercise, there are no limits. So make sure your sneaky brain isn't starting to throw limits at you about what's realistic, what's not realistic. Just go ahead, have fun with it. And I'll see you next week. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.